Another edition of the Behind You Podcast. Andy Borgalis is our guest. What's up, my friend? What's up? How you doing? Good. You growing the hair out a little bit there? You got a little, little, little floppy top there. Um, no, definitely getting a haircut either uh, tomorrow or maybe Friday in the morning. After in the Friday. morning? When are you going to do that, bro? We leave. What time? What, so what Friday? What time do you got it? What time? What's the schedule Actually, on Friday? No, never mind. That's what I was about yeah. to say. <laughs> <was> about <laughs> <Okay>. to say. <laughs> Uh, definitely getting one tomorrow then. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Now, are you like a guy that gets it every week? I know everyone likes to look good for game day. Are you a guy every week? Are you like an every Thursday, Friday guy before a game? Um, I'm definitely uh uh a lineup every week and then a full haircut like every two weeks. A lineup? What's a lineup, bro? You educate me. I, I'm an old I, man. I'm not really like a lineup, like a cleanup. So I got you. Sure you look, you looking good. The beard too, or just the head? Everything. Beard. The deal. What's the spot? Um, on campus actually, Golden Touch Cuts. Oh, nice! I think Coach Eaton goes there, right? A lot of a lot of the coaches go there. Yeah, I might have to start going there. Where on campus is he? Uh, Lakeside. It's by like Lobby B. That's the spot. Mm-hmm. No one sees my face on game day, bro. I'm a radio guy, so I, I can look <laughs> as ugly as I want. <laughs> yeah, I see your face. Oh. Yeah, yeah, you see my face. That's true. I see. You. You know what the deal is? The funny thing is. Dylan, I think it must be Dylan, dude. He's way too nice because the only part I tell I have an intern with me. She's a freshman at UM and I always tell her there's two things to watch out for. One is when Mason starts snapping on the side to practice and I always get in Dylan's way. He's always like, excuse me, can you move? And then you ever seen like when the when the camera's on the trolley and it moves back and forth like a bit. Right. So I said, don't get run over and stay out of stay out of Mason's way. Yep. Dylan's all. But now the setup at NC State was brutal. Oh yeah, like they it were was. they were they were snapping on the diagonal. There was no space. Yeah, those there was no space there. Um, so it's a it's a little hard. Yeah. So all right. So when do you start warming up? When do you start kicking into the net? Um, like on game day. Like, yeah, like like in a game. Like when do you start? All right, hey, it might be my turn. Let me start. Let me start banging it into the net. Honestly, as soon as we get the ball, like once we're on offense, I'm I'm already starting to get warm. And then once we start, once we get to the fifty. That's when I'm like, all right, like I'm probably going in sometime soon. And is there a routine there? Or no, you just line them up to kick. Um, I kind of just line them up and then go by feel. So like, if I, if it doesn't really feel good, I'll take I'll take more. But if it feels good, I'll probably take somewhere around six to eight, and then kind of just space them out, and then kind of a little more as I'm getting closer to like field goal range and stuff. I gotcha. I haven't asked you this, but when you get out onto the field, so, hey, it's fourth down, kick, Mario gives the signal, you going out. Is there anything you do before you head out onto the field? Is there anything to do before you get out there or as you're out there before you actually kind of line up next to the hutch? Definitely. I mean, as soon as I go out there, I just do a nice little uh, practice swing, uh, kind of just kick the air, do a little prayer, kiss my hands, go up, um, make sure that, that God is just, is just with me. Um have you ever attempted that, by the way? Have you ever tried not doing that and just see how it works out? No. I'm <laughs> very, very superstitious about that. Are you, okay, you were very superstitious about that. Yeah, I, I even do it in, in practice, you know, because it, it builds a routine, too, you know. that And being a kicker, that that's one of the main things that you have to have, you know. There's just a, a set routine that you just repeat over and over and over again. I assume there's a nod, right? Something to hutch, to nap, to like make sure you like, what's the, when do you sort of get yourself ready? Is it a breath? What is it? It's got to be something. So for, for me, as soon as I take my second step, you know, look at my target, take a deep breath. Um, I'll give 
will a little little nod and then that's that's when i do my little shoulder roll back um, that's it and then that that's when like you know that i'm i'm just locked in it's kind of like free throw shooting you know when guys get to the line either however they work the ball hold it breathe release like you got your thing yeah pretty much and you've had that for how long like when have you been in how long have you had this routine uh this routine uh probably since i got to college so it's going on three years now. Is it is it yours or like, this might sound stupid, is it yours or like with a coach, someone's like, hey, try this or try that, or you just kind of come up with it, what you feel comfortable with? It was something that me and my brother kind of worked on. Um, obviously, again, me being the little brother, I was looking up to him. And he kind of started the, the, the shoulder thing first. Um, and he told me why he does it. And then I was kind of doing it for like a different reason and then it turned into the same reason um because at first it was just to keep my chest up when i kick because like i used to kind of like bend down in a way um and i wouldn't get as much height on my ball um but now it's kind of just like a mental set you know it, like as soon as i do it, it it's just like my body just takes control change the trajectory of your career or find your new passion both are possible at the University of Miami's Division of Continuing and International Education. The division offers over 50 courses with online and hybrid options for on-the-go professionals and busy parents. Visit miami.edu slash DCIE to learn more or call our enrollment advisors at 305-284-4000 to discover which course is right for you. In sports, competitive sports, especially football, you hear most – I've had a ton of people on this, and it's usually more the bigger losses per se, like a game, right? You'll ask a coach or a player, hey, what eats at you more, the loss or the win? And they're always like – they always remember the losses, right? They, they they still, like, eat at their soul, especially at Miami where there's been some pretty agonizing – I mean, big-time championship game losses. But mm -hmm. for you, do the misses eat at you? Or how badly do the misses eat at you? I imagine they do. Oh, every day. You know, every time I'm out there, um, it, they kind of just replay in my mind. You know, it's like anything, like whatever I did wrong in that kick, um, I kind of, it kind of replays in my mind and I try not to replicate it. So I don't uh, want, I don't want to harp on the negative, but just as an example. So NC State, we missed one, right? Yeah. So I bet you could tell, could you, I'm sure if you, that's how you're doing it, you could probably tell me exactly what went wrong. Yeah, I mean, I planted too close, wrapped my foot around it. Um, the, I guess, like the positive side of that kick, my follow through was straight, so the kind of, the ball was kind of struggling to stay straight a little bit. But then at, at the end, um, it's always just gonna take a little fade to the left because I wrapped my foot around it and then missed it just a little left. So, and do you know that in the moment? Yeah, as soon as I kicked it. As soon as I kicked that, I knew so I was that, like, in that in that moment, you're looking up, going, "You're just praying, right? Come on, bro, H hug the upright, hug the upright. Come on, dude. Yeah, like, <laughs> at least get 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 a little get a little bit more." Um, but you know, you, you kind of already know, and you, in a way, you brace yourself just for that feeling of of actually missing a field goal, you know. So, and it, no one likes that feeling, um, but it's it's something that happens here and there. So, so does that one has that one play? It says. As of this taping, has that one been in your head all week? Uh, yeah. I mean, even the one against Texas A&M. Um, Still. Yeah. I mean, that even though it was fifty-four yards, I know I could make that nine out of ten times. So, it, it 
it frustrates me because I'm like, damn, like the one time, you know, you miss a little right and now you're like, ah. Um, but, you know, it, it happens. Um, uh, as a kicker, you want to go perfect, but, um, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work out that way and you just got to keep going and that's it. So are kickers like golfers, you know, golfers, right? Some guys are hook, you know, some guys hook, some guys fade. Are, are kickers the same way that where they have a strength or a weakness, like their ball is going to hook more? Are you, is that, is that Definitely. the same? Definitely. Um, you know, some, some kickers, like for example, um, there's this uh, saying, like in like, I guess like the kicker world, um, the lefty hook, every single lefty has the same like exact hook on their ball and and no one knows why it's kind of just because you're a lefty because you you look at like a, a normal or well, i guess quote unquote normal uh righty or right-footed kicker and they don't have that like hook they kind of have like they if they do have a hook it's not as prominent as a as a lefty um so that that's that's one of the things that's just like funny to just talk about but there's definitely some kickers that like they always miss right or some kids that always miss left. But fr coming from like a soccer background uh, myself, I do tend to miss a little more left because I kind of, I guess you could say again, wrap my foot around the ball a little bit because um, you just plant a little close. So uh, are you still a big soccer fan? Definitely. Yeah. Who's your squad? Real Madrid. Real Madrid. So who's on the, who's on them? I'm not a big, who, who, who's the, who's the, the stud on that team these days? Oh, we got a couple. We got, we got, uh, Vinny Jr. We just got, uh, Jude Bellingham. You got Valverde. You got Tony Cross. Uh, uh, you got Modric. Um, now they always been your team. Cause I need these soccer fans. Yeah. I mean, they start yeah. swapping squads, dude. Like it's nobody's nah. business. Hey, I'm, I'm set. Been, that's been my team ever since I was born. Okay. Is that a family thing? Uh, Yeah. It started with my dad and then kind of just started. And then. So Saturday, well, I don't know how it was back then, but like were Saturdays made for like European soccer, like in the uh, household, like were you guys in front of the TV watching soccer? No, usually Saturdays it was college football, honestly. Okay. For you, you know? guys. Yeah. And like Sundays was NFL. And then throughout the week, that was usually when it was, uh, um like soccer games because they're usually it's like they'll play like on a tuesday or they'll play on a friday and then things like that so i got you. and how, how, how's the borgales family during the world cup um you know we we wish venezuela was in it uh <laughs> so is there like an alternate an alternate country you've adopted uh kind of where do just, you go by players it honestly depends you know it, it, like if there's a if there's a a team from south america like for example, Argentina, um, when they're in the in the finals, you know we're rooting for them because it's it's South America, you know. So it's like it's the closest one to us. <laughs> so what do you make of Messi, dude? I uh, love that guy. I mean, now Inter Miami, are we like we down with the move? I mean, hey, that's that's a business move. Yeah, it's a straight business move. Straight business move, you know. Hey, that's that's his his decision. Um, Hey, at uh, least you could say now you kicked on the same pitch. You kicked off the same true. grass. That is true. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely just he's one of the best players in the world, you know, ever. Could you have been a D1 soccer player? I believe I could have. I could have I could have been a D1 soccer player. 
But th- there's just something about football that's just it's a little more exciting. Yeah, I'm with my- you. That's why I don't watch soccer. <laughs> <laughs> but my buddy, my buddy who's older is like, you should actually start watching because it's like it's 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 a great sport. But he's also like, man, it's 90 minutes and you're done. Like, there's no very little. I know there's extra time, but like you can put it in a book at like clockwork. 90 yeah. minutes, you're in, you're out. See you later. That is true. Mm-hmm. I'm John Davis, Secretary of the Florida Lottery, and I'm proud to lead an agency that is creating brighter futures for Florida students, families, and communities. As the primary funding source of the Bright Future Scholarship Program, the lottery has helped nearly 1 million students reach their dream of a post-secondary education. And we will continue to do our part to ensure that every student across this state is aware of these opportunities and has the resources needed to succeed. Because together, we can build a brighter future for all. So when did you give up soccer? Uh, once I got to high school, that was kind of when I, I just stuck with, uh, with football. And what was the draw to football? Your brother? The excitement you get from playing football. You know, like, at the time... I was like playing other positions, obviously. But then once I got to high school, I just stuck with kicking. But football is is the more popular sport, um, obviously in 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 the U.S. So I kind of went with that because I, again, in my opinion, it's just a lot more fun to actually play. Um, and being a kicker, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of pressure. Yes, and, there is. And and sometimes like there's a lot of eyes on you. Um, and it's just the feeling of making a field goal, like for example, in a big game. And you, even if it's even if you're up by like I don't know seven touchdowns, just making a field goal, just there, there's nothing like it. So what's the biggest one this year at UM? No, the biggest one at UM where you were totally like jacked out of your mind. It's been a couple. It's definitely definitely the game where against App State my freshman year, the fifty-five yarder against Michigan State. Definitely Virginia game last year. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, and this year. So definitely Clemson game. That was a fun one. Honestly, just this whole year um, in general was was big for me. Uh, I kind of had a a different mindset this year compared to my previous two years. Which was what? Um, I kind of went into it as in in like like a whatever happens, happens. You know, like I can just con- I can control what what I can control. So at the end of the day, whatever happens after that is I have like that's I like I did what I can do. So how did you get to that place? Like what was the sort of the initiation of kind of changing your headspace in that way? Honestly, just growing up um, and just talking to my brother and, and, and seeing what he's going through. Um, what do you mean just- like going through it in terms of like trying to catch on to a uh in the league yeah mm-hmm. and, and even when he was in the league um you know just everything that he he told me that that he learned there you just gotta control what you can control and then everything just lines up after so that. how were you so let me let me ask this in a different how were you before um i was kind of like I, I still am in a way like like this but it was kind of like a oh i need to be perfect i need to be perfect like and like you, you have to control this. You gotta, gotta control that. But in reality, like you just control yourself, and then everything just lines up. So you so, put more pressure on yourself. In a way, yeah. But it, it, and it, in my opinion, I feel like it helps me. I don't know if 
another kicker does it like that. Um, but that, that's just the way I do it, and it, that's the way it's most comfortable for me. Now, you're a pretty confident dude, right? I feel like you're a pretty confident dude. So have you always been that way? Like, were you just kind of like when you hit the football field, did you have that kind of air about you? Or, again, did was there a growth in you at some point along the way that allowed you to just sort of, like, have that? You got that machismo about you, bro, when you're on the field. Like, you got that, you got that swag. We could say it. Like, so where does that come from? Uh, I feel like it definitely started my sophomore year of high school. Which was where? Because we did a couple of high schools now, right? At Booker T. Oh, you were you went, but yeah, okay, you did Booker T too. Yeah, um, that was kind of when I wouldn't say mid puberty, but I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, all right, like I'm actually starting to you know grow into my body and knowing how it works and all this, um, and that's kind of when I kind of just gained my confidence because I like I saw the improvement from the year before, and wait, can I can I ask why did you and your brother go to Booker T? Um, so my brother was a freshman at Doral Academy and they played Booker T and Booker T just destroyed them. Lost them, just crushed them, right? Yeah. And I think, I think my, like my parents talked to like one of the coaches and then like, they were saying like, oh, like we need a kicker and your, and your son is really good. And then next thing you know, my brother's going to Booker T and wins a national championship three years, three uh, state championships in a row. Did he play for Coach Harris? Uh, yes, both of them. Actually. He played for both? Yeah. So he, he played, played – wait, so Tim Harris – well, so Ice, dad, and then yep. Tim, who's the running backs coach. Your brother kicked for Tim? Yep. Oh, man, that's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So then you followed in his footsteps? Yeah, I followed in, went to Booker T, my freshman – and first half of sophomore year, and then after that, transferred to Chaminade, and then transferred to Champagnat just to graduate early. So, oh, you kicked at Chaminade. Your what would that be? I, junior, junior year, but I was there second half. Right, of right, right. And did you kick your? And then your senior year, you were where? I was uh, with Champagnat for a semester. Uh, yeah, for a semester because so I graduated early in in January. And why why'd you want to do that? Um, because it, it, it was kind of like I guess mid-COVID or like the third quarter of COVID. Um and and I kind of just wanted to get a head start on like in college and actually like kicking in college posts and all that. So I, I thought that going in into spring um would be a better better chance for me or, or a better opportunity for me. I got you. So what'd you have to do to graduate early? Um, I was taking classes like at the school plus online classes at the same time. I got you. I got you. So was it, was it beneficial coming in early for you? Definitely. Um, I feel like it it got me a lot more. It's like acclimated to how college works. Um, once the season actually started, I was that first, I wonder how that first lift was in the spring, in the winter. Oh my God. I was I was dying. That was with Feely? Yep. Love that guy, but I was dying. <laughs> what did he put you through? Um, did you make it? Did you finish? I finished. I definitely finished. But I was a buck 40 soaking wet when I came in. So, you were a buck 40? Yep. Holy crap. A buck 40? What could you bench then? 
I think I I was struggling with 135 when I first came in. Like, were you off in the corner? Like, how did that work? Uh, pretty much. I was kind of just in my own rack with uh Malik Curtis at the time. You and Malik. Why yeah, was he benching so the same as you? Around there. We were struggling. And then then we started, you know, catching up, catching up, getting bigger. I think that, that semester, I think I gained probably like 30 pounds. Damn. It comes it's a whole different ball game. No, yeah, I gained 30 pounds, then I got strep. I, I got really sick and then lost all of it. And then it, I, I just struggled to get back up. And then finally now I'm at 190. So, so you put on 50 freaking pounds? Yeah. So what do you bench now? Uh, my max right now is 295. Now, like, do you get a, you get a little audience now for two, at 295? Do you get an audience from the team? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, they, they look at me. You, know, you look at me, you're like, yeah, you can't bench that. And then, then what I can do... you squat? Are, or do you, I mean, are you a squatter? I don't know how that relates to like your, like, you know, you, I don't know, straining in, your in muscles. The off season, in the off season, yes, I, I do squat. squat. During the season, not so much, or at least not like with like the, the barbell. It's more of like goblet squats and like dumbbell squats and stuff like that. I got you. How much did you have, did you have to eat a lot to put on that weight, or was it just literally doing, doing the weight, hitting the weight room? Definitely eat a lot. It was just at any any moment during the day, you're, you're eating something, even like a little snack. When you think of great football and baseball, you think about the you. When you get hurt in a car, truck, or motorcycle wreck, you need to think Lebovic Law Group. At Lebovic Law Group, you come first. We work to get you all the money you are entitled to. Injured? You need to call or click Lebovic. Lebovic Law Group, the exclusive sponsor of the Miami Hurricanes and proud sponsor of all things you. Go you! All right, so listen, uh, real quick, a couple things I'll let you go. So I want take me back a little bit. So when did you jump on the kicking? Like, when were you a known commodity on the kicking circuit back in high school? Like, hey, there's a kicker in Miami on Andy Borregalis. This dude's a stud. Like, when did you become a known dude? Uh, Definitely after my sophomore season. So that's Booker T, right? Yeah. So as soon as I finished at Booker T, that was kind of when, when I was getting a lot of, like, attention and like national attention and, and stuff like that and and i know christy uh christy uh cabrera chirinos did a nice article on you so you how many like how many different camps would you go to in high school because the show it's different than uh, we've done we've talked before right like yeah there aren't a lot of kicking events so you mm-hmm. have to take yourself to them correct walk me through the circuit so it's either in the winter or the summer um usually the the winter ones are more in like California, maybe Atlanta, um, or like North Carolina around there. And the summer ones are usually either Texas, Atlanta again. But they're also, if I'm not mistaken, during the summer, don't they don't like kicking coaches host events on university campuses? Uh there was a point where it was like it, it wasn't allowed. Ah. So when I was in high school. Um, they weren't allowed to to do. So what camp. happens? You go to these showcases, you're kicking in front of a bunch of people, and then essentially people are sending reports out to different schools, like, "Yo, this guy just killed it at this camp," or whoever's running the camp is kind of stacking you guys up and then sending it out. Yeah, it's usually whoever's running the camp. So, like for example, I went to 
I went to Cole's kicking camps, uh, Chris Saylor kicking camps, and the local one, uh, Corn Blue kicking camps. Um, so those those were the three, the three that I, that I went to to get ranked. And you kind of just have to go in there and you just compete with top kickers around the now, nation. What's, what, so what's the atmosphere like with you and the other guys? Is it like that you're the, they're the enemy or you're kind of boys and you everyone's there for the same reason or you kind of start meeting dudes along the way because you're kind of running in the same circuit? Uh, you you definitely meet dudes along along the way. Like for example, like for me, when I when I was first going to camps, I didn't know anyone, so I was just on my own, kind of just like, all right, let me just go kick and then. But as with- as all right, so as confident as you are in yourself, when you get out there, did you ever see someone kick and you're like, this is gonna be rough, or was it like, no, nah, I'm ready to throw down. I, I got this. Definitely, I mean. As as a junior, that was kind of when I was like, "All right, like this guy can kick. Like, let's go ball for ball." Um, so, who are some of those guys? Uh, for example, uh, Cam Little, you know, kicker for Arkansas. Um, Graham Nicholson, you know, he's he he was a he was like a a sleeper kind of, you know, like everyone kind of looked at him. Like, but you guys like, did you guys want to like kind of kick for kick? Like, all right, I got, I I see you. I'm a, I'm a up the ante here a little bit. Yeah, definitely. You know, it was friendly competition because we 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 just wanted to to push each other. Um, and and it's like you know we we wanted the other guy to perform good as well, but you obviously want to win. You want the last one. Yeah, so it's like you kind of just again just have to go ball for ball, and whoever's on that day is the one that's gonna get it because you might be on like that day and then you come back to another camp and and he's on and you're you're like a, just a little off so did you did you is there a camp you crushed there must have been i mean i'm sure there's more than one but is there one where you were just like bro i just annihilated everybody uh definitely it was a it was a corn blue camp in saint thomas i think that camp i only missed i think one from i think it was like 55 left hash or 50 you remember yeah it's a, there's a whole video on YouTube too. I hit a 65 yard of that game or that uh that at that, that camp. camp? Mm-hmm. And at that point, do you already have offers, or are you making oh, a name for yourself? At, at that point, I I did not have any offers. I'm pretty sure. Actually, no. I had I had Southern Miss, NFIU. And from that point forward, what happened? From that point, I think a couple of days later, I got offered by Miami. And that was it. And then. No, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, like, was that, is that where you wanted to go? I, I guess I, that's yeah. what I meant. I'm sorry. Definitely. You know, as soon as I got it, I think I committed, you know, I, if it was up to me, I would have committed on the spot, but you know, I was talking to my brother. He was like, let it, let it ride out for a little bit, you know? And then I gave it exactly a month and then committed. <laughs> 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 Who made the call? Who made the offer? Um, It was, well, honestly, it, I I talked to Packy and 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 Danny. He's still here, so yeah, mm-hmm. he's gonna die at UM. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, he's, he's he's been he's been through a lot, you know. He's been through, he, yeah. Keep, buddy. He he hangs he hangs in there. He's always he's my dude. I love him. Um, yep. so you got the offer a month later. No questions asked. Mm-hmm. It's what you wanted to do. Yep, definitely. You know, I as soon as I I got it, I was like, all right, like. I got my one offer, you know, my dream offer. Um, like, it's not like I'm gonna go to another school or or I can go to two schools, you know. Like, you only have 
Like, you can get a million offers, but you're only going to one school. Did your brother want to go to Miami? Yes, he, he did. So that must have been a good kind of um, kind of come full circle moment, right? To spend the last year there and then put your name in the rafters. Definitely. You know, that's that, that was that was his dream, you know, because he he broke almost every single record at FIU. So he, he was kind of like, what else am I am I supposed to do here? You know, he he broke all the records. You know, he he went to a bowl game. He won it. He went to the Bahamas and then obviously transferred to Miami and. You know, won the Luke Groza, got got his name up in the rafters, and you know the rest is history. You want your name up there? Definitely. You know, and, and I I told I told him like when they when we went to go see my brother's uh, name up in the rafters, this was like I think I was maybe a, a couple couple weeks in in UM, and I told him I was like like whoever's next whoever's name is next to my brother has to you know flip to the other side because my name's going to be next to him. Oh, like they got to move him. Yeah. So uh, that's 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 my plan. You know, just get him get him moved. Yeah, have have both have both names up there next to each other. Join us at Gulfstream Park this spring with live action Thursday through Sunday. Enjoy entertainment outdoors at the Carousel Club or feast in Ten Palms. Not hungry? Visit our many on-site shopping locations from fashion stores to home furnishings. For schedules, reservations, and tickets, visit GulfstreamPark.com. All right, I'm gonna let you go. I, we were gonna you, your roommates with Napper, Mason Napper, your snapper, and we were Napper the snapper. At I'm sure, yep. he's, heard that. I'm sure he's heard that before. Sorry, that that just came out though. But we were gonna sneak. We were gonna maybe bring him in here to make a cameo. But I think we should do this differently. Can you give us a little dirt on Napper? Like, what's he like as a roommate? Honestly, I mean, he's a clean freak. That's one. He's uh, always cleaning. Yeah, kind of. Um, other than that, I mean, see over there. Is he? Can you see him? Uh, no. He's he, he has his, he has his door closed. I'm kind. I'm just trying to think. I'm trying Hutch, to look. Up. Any any your anyone in your group? Can we can we spill some dirt on any of them? Hutchinson, Dylan, Joyce, anything? I guess we can go with Will. He definitely does a little little weird thing with the ball every time you know we go out to kick. Um, what do you mean? Kind of just grabs the ball and just caresses it. He says it, it 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 gets like the stickiness on his fingers. So when he goes to hold, you know, his fingers are oh, for you. So he's doing it for you. He's being a nice guy. Oh yeah, that hey, the, if that's his preparation, then do it. Oh wait, I, there's one one more thing. I'm sorry. So and, and you know and you know this obviously, right? So team goes in at halftime. I mean, it's always that way. You guys are always the first ones out. Mm -hmm. Like you're not in the locker room very long at halftime. No, I, I usually. What do you do? I, what What are you guys doing? I I go in there. I got a Gatorade. You know, to if we're up, be like, yo, everyone, keep it up. And then if we're down, you know, just be like, hey, just let's get, let's get back in it. You know. Um, and then you come back out. And then no, not yet. And then I go to my locker, sit down for like thirty seconds. I got a, I got a pack of goldfish there ready. You know, open it. You know, eat a couple. Not the whole bag though. Just eat a couple, and then finish the Gatorade. Put the put the bag of goldfish back in my locker so I can eat it after the game, <laughs> and then go go right back out and then start start. Why that. goldfish? Um, I don't know. It's kind of just something something easy to just eat, and then I could save it. 
for for after the game too. And it's know? always there. Nobody takes it. Yeah, it's always you know because they they put like little snacks. Like, Where are you office. in the locker room, by the way? Are you in the back? Yep. With the offensive linemen. Yep. In the tight ends. Yep. Okay, I never see you back there. Use a. Hey, I'm. I I'm mean, my... you're buried, right? You're like in the back, back. Yeah. Are you behind the wall? Like that little, you know, there's like, like the, the partition, there's like, like the wall, and then the locker behind it. That's, that's where. Uh, that's well. That's why. That's why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, then we go back out. One last thing: you you come out and you always you start your routine by you put the ball in the end zone, but you put it like on the end line, and you're trying to kick the uprights sideways. Yeah, so that, that that's kind of like a, a a ball contact slash accuracy drill that I do. That's just part of my routine. Like you're uh, standing by the pylon in the corner of the end zone, kicking yep. the ball off essentially the side of the field goal post. Yep, trying to hit it. Aim small, miss small. That's kind of what goes through my head. And we do that before we hit the field. Yep. So just as soon as I get out there, you know, get it, get my ball, get my get my holder. Um get uh two no steps in, get two one steps in, and then two full steps. Um, and then as soon as soon as I do that, just then start going out to like it, let's say, for example, I, I had like a miss that game or something. I'll go straight to that spot first, kick it, make it, and then start everything. My my start my whole routine again. All right. Or Gallus, bro, appreciate you. Go have that. Su- I hope that sushi didn't get rotten, dude. Hey. I hope you got it in the fridge. Yep. Or hope Napper didn't take any of it. <laughs> appreciate you, buddy. Yeah, appreciate it for having me. All right. See you in tally. Yes, sir.